Your brain believes what you tell it most and what you visualize the most. Every single day, your body responds to your thoughts. Simply thinking about anything causes your brain to fire signals and to release neurotransmitters, which control or impact body functions, even your emotions, moods, and mindsets. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In a nutshell, this is the essence of your brain's neuroplasticity. This is the fourth video in our Brain Power series, and I want to say welcome to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast, or welcome back. These Brain Power series drop every single Monday through December, and I'm super pumped about today's topic because it gets a lot of press these days. It's all about affirmations, and we're going to focus on affirmations in a godly sense, what God says about you, about himself, and about your life situations. One thing that's so fascinating fascinating about your brain is that just by visualizing an event, your brain takes action. And by the way, check this out. Look, 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 look. I got my brain. Oh my gosh. My brain arrived. It's here. We've had so many brain jokes lately. You know, I dropped my brain and I'm like, oh my gosh, my brain is broken. Not too long ago, Jim yells at me, my husband, and he's like, I hear him yelling at Smokey, our dog. And, and he said, Victoria, Smokey's got your brain. So he got a piece of my brain. Sometimes my brain falls apart. Oh, we've had so much fun with these brain jokes. But at any rate, your brain can take action just by visualization. I stumbled across a really interesting article, a blog post, actually, and it was from a site called The Best Brain Possible. And I'll be paraphrasing the post called The Neuroscience of How Affirmations Help Your Mental Health. And it was written up back in 2019. The author talks about an experiment with two groups of people who were set to exercise their finger muscles for about a month. One group actually moved their fingers. And at the end of the study, they had increased their muscle strength by 30%. The other group only thought about finger movement. And guess what? They also increased their muscle strength by 22%. So 30% actually doing finger exercises, 22% muscle strength increase just by thinking about exercising their fingers. Is that not fascinating to you? I mean, it's absolutely amazing. What you think about matters a lot. So how can you apply this great superpower, right, to life's daily frustrations, bumps and hurdles? How can you become more resilient in functional ways to manage stress, increase clarity, and improve your overall state of being? Well, I'd like to share one way. And on today's episode, we're going to chat about the power of affirmations on your brain and body. Now, sprinkled throughout the episode, you'll walk away with a short list of five specific affirmations that I'd like you to make every single day in which ones to avoid. Stay tuned to the very end to hear five scientific based benefits of affirmations on your brain. Our theme verse for this episode comes from Philippians 4, 6 through 8. You often hear me quote Philippians 4, 
eight. And actually it's just right before that. So it's really six through seven. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. There goes my brain. Do you hear that? Here it goes. Pieces of my brain. My brain is just falling apart. It actually has little magnetic thing in there if you can see it i really love the brain itself and the anatomical structure it's actually it's life size we're going to look at it in a moment and see check out where the amygdala is and the hypothalamus because those are really important when it comes to your emotions and your feelings as well as the reward center of your brain rewards okay we'll talk about that in just a moment but to finish that bible verse it was and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus so research shows that through fmris do you know what an fmri is i'll tell you in a moment well researchers have found that affirmations activate your brain's reward center as i was talking about and the reward i'm taking the inner part of the brain out breaking it apart and I know that the hypothalamus is labeled number 22. It's this little area right here. And the amygdala is over here close by it as well. So we're talking kind of deep inside your actual brain structure. And now through fMRIs, and let me tell you the difference between an MRI, you probably know of those, and an fMRI with a little lowercase f in front of it. Baptist Health explains it this way. Magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, is a non-invasive medical technology. There are no x-rays used in that. That produces images of the body's interior anatomy. These images are like camera snapshots capturing single moments in time. A functional MRI is a more sophisticated type of MRI that creates a dynamic record of metabolic activities over time. Functional MRI technology is focused exclusively on the brain. MRIs show us how the brain and other organs are structured and fMRIs tell us how the brain operates. It can even check out like show blood flow. So very important because when we talk about you know, we think, how do they know this? Because they can see it on fMRIs. They can see it on brain scans where um, these, what these positive affirmations are doing in your brain. They can see that the, it, down deep, how suddenly it just lights up because those neurons, remember that fire together, they wire together. And then suddenly it's like this feel good explosion, just cascading through your, through your entire brain. Something else that will trigger that award, that reward center in the hypothalamus and the amygdala, it would be like chocolate cake or a nice walk through the park or a hug from a friend. Affirmations have that same kind of power in your brain. Now, in other words, you can see on brain scans how these new positive affirmations light up different areas of your brain, building new neural connections. Remember, your brain is plastic. It's moldable and changeable. New neurons that fire together, wire together, and over time, they become stronger and stronger and stronger pathways in your brain. Talk about giving you hope for change. You want change? Yeah, raise your hand. Me too. I got a few areas in my life that I would like to change. So let's pick out five new affirmations that you can begin saying to yourself, and saying out loud today to get you moving in new and exciting directions. Number one, I don't. I ran across an article called The Amazing Power of I Don't Versus I Can't. 
I want to read a portion of a Forbes of this Forbes article, and I'll put the link in the show notes or on the YouTube description. So it says this, to reach many, if not most, of the goals that you'd like to achieve, like losing weight, getting ahead at work, improving a relationship, it's not just a matter of taking action. There are things that you need to stop doing if you want to be successful. You need to stop overeating, stop procrastinating, stop getting worked up over things that really don't matter. It's hard to motivate yourself to adopt new habits, but it's even harder to rid yourself of the old ones. More often than not, it's the latter that that keeps you from becoming the person you really want to be. I've personalized this a little bit. Well, you need help and you need strategies that actually work. I don't care how much self-control you have. Willpower alone is not going to do the trick. Now, I'm going to insert in here right now. Okay, we need to rely on Christ. We need to rest knowing that he's doing the heavy lifting. But when God gives us commands in his word, in the Bible and scripture, that means he's, it's like, we've got a choice then. So you do have some responsibility in all of this. Thankfully, there are strategies that work. I'm back to the article now. Here's a particularly useful one that was recently discovered by researchers at Boston College and the University of Houston. And it goes like this. Imagine you're on a diet and you're enjoying a meal at a nice restaurant. And after clearing the plates, your server says, you know, we have an incredible chocolate cake on our dessert menu. We're famous for it. Would you care to try it? Would Would you think to yourself, I can't eat chocolate cake or I don't eat chocolate cake. If you think there's no real difference, you couldn't be more wrong. Don't and can't may seem somewhat interchangeable, but they are very different psychologically. And if there's one thing that social psychologists have learned over the years, it's that even seemingly subtle differences in language can have very powerful effects on what your thoughts, your feelings, and your behavior. I don't is experienced as a choice. So it feels empowering. It's an affirmation of your determination and willpower. You're affirming that you that that you don't do that. I can't, on the other hand, isn't a choice. It's a restriction and you feel, oh, it's like being imposed upon you. So thinking I can't undermines your own sense of power and personal agency. The difference between thinking I don't and I can't can be quite dramatic in one study. Students with a healthy eating goal were instructed that when faced with a temptation, they should say to themselves, either I don't do X or I can't do X, e.g., for example, I don't eat candy versus I can't eat candy. On their way out of the lab, they were told that they could choose a token of appreciation for their participation in the study, a chocolate bar or a granola bar. Who chose the healthier option? 64% of those who said I don't compared with only 39% of those who said, I can't. Man, we're on to something, aren't we? Isn't this good news? You're going to have some resolutions maybe to start your new year. And instead of imposing upon yourself this restriction of, I can't, begin to say, I don't, because that's more identity-based. That's who you are. I don't eat chocolate cake. I'm satisfied right now. I eat fruit or I, I drink more water, whatever it may be. Here's another study for you. So fascinating. 20 adult women who were working toward a health and fitness goal were encouraged to use either I don't or I can't language when they were tempted to lapse. For example, skip the gym, grab a donut, etc. On each of the next 10 days, these women checked in via email to report on whether or not the strategy was working for them. If not, they were told they could stop using the strategy. By the end of the study, eight out of the 10 women using the I don't strategy were still using it successfully, while only one of the 10 who used I can't even lasted that long. The beautiful thing about the strategy is that it could not be easier every time you catch yourself thinking, I can't have this, or I can't do that. Simply say, "Mm -mm, no, 
I don't do this instead. Because the truth is, it's your choice. The power to decide what you do and don't do really is yours. When you are always thinking, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, it's easy to lose sight of that fact. It's time to take your power back. And now you know where to start. Okay, so that's the end of that article. But I'd like to offer you a short list of new affirmations, starting with that one, the I don't and the I can't, that you can try to literally beat those bad habits, become much happier and find the peace that you're after, especially during this busy holiday season. These affirmations empower you. They don't restrict you. So, to, so remember, I don't makes you strong and empowered psychologically. I can't might make you feel restricted, weak, or even victimized. Ugh. Okay. I'd like to add this about that information. I don't. And here's, here's a teeny quick fix list for working your way out of icky mindsets and moods. It's, but it brings us full circle with the word don't. I don't. Try saying these identity-based affirmations. I don't do overwhelm. I don't do guilt. I don't do overspending. I don't do Netflix. Take your pick. Put I don't in front of those. And suddenly that you identify with that. That's who you really become. It's kind of like a character trait for you. You name it. These types of affirmations draw a line in the sand. The buck stops here. You just don't do certain behavior. You just don't do them. With repetition and over time, you will be riding the wave of freedom when it comes to your behaviors and emotions. Okay, so number two, affirmation number two after I don't is make it your get to do list, not your to do list. A to do list seems obligatory and pressured, whereas a get to do list shifts the focus to the fact that you are able bodied to be, even be able to do a few things in the first place. It makes your chores seem like a privilege. If you're really savvy, you could tag, tag on to that the, the words with God. Try it today like this. I get to do laundry with God. I get to take down all the Christmas decorations with God. I get to prep this meal with my Lord and Savior. Suddenly there's a party, right? What before seemed like a restrictive down, like, oh, dang it, I got to go do this. Now it seems not only doable, but actually fun. Number three, make your work your worship. So we're, we're interchanging work and worship. Replace the word work with worship every time you say or think it. Suddenly it will be absurd for you to even say something like, ah, oh, I've got to go worship, right? Wouldn't say that. Or I've got to do too much. I've got too much worship to do, right? Because God tells us we should be in worshiping him, basically adoring and praising him and giving thanks all the time. So it's not a train. It's something that should be celebratory and should be something nice to do. Um, you wouldn't say my worship is draining my life, right? This type of affirmation is kind of like switching it, the switch we have with your get, get to do with God list. When you involve God daily, suddenly you'll see that he's in charge and he'll do the heavy lifting for you. You're yoked to him and he will guide the team, so to speak. All right, so we have number one, I don't. Number two, it's a get-to-do list, not a to-do list. Number three, your work is your worship. Number four, do you ever find yourself saying, I'm too busy? Okay, substitute the word productive for busy. I'm very productive these days. Do you see the difference in sound, the energy that's involved with being productive? That's something we're generally very proud of. And so it kind of lets the steam off that, oh, gosh, I'm just so busy, 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 because who wants to be that, that Mary Martha thing going, right? So 
the word busy can carry with it such negativity, whereas productive has energy and focuses on the fact that whatever you're doing is getting results. Number five, and then there's, I'm just so overwhelmed. Try instead, I'm in high demand or folks really need me. And that's a privilege. That's a compliment. That is something that you can kind of that can make you feel good that you're needed maybe you don't want to be in such high demand i get it but remember that word overwhelm packs a deep undercut to your brain telling your whole body to begin to shut down in other words if you think you're overwhelmed you will be all right if you think you can't go on oh boy you won't Brene Brown says this, quote, overwhelm means an extreme level of stress and emotional and or cognitive intensity to the point of feeling unable to function, end quote. But the big difference here but is that we can function in stress, but we really can't function in overwhelm. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, wait, 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 I am overwhelmed. Okay. And that brings us to the point of establishing healthy boundaries in your life at your job, with your relationships. I'm not saying shift your wording and your life gets easy. No, not at all. After all, we all feel overwhelmed at times and it may be a signal that it's time for us to take a time out, to slow down, to go on vacation, to get some long, quiet time with the Lord. The issue is when the word overwhelm becomes a part of your daily vocabulary or when you become stuck in overwhelm, it's a vicious negative feedback loop that impacts your moods and mindsets. You wanna be really intentional about managing your stress and avoiding taking on too much. Take good care of yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Choose health and wellness when it comes to your food choices. So to recap it, we have those five very healthy, positive affirmations. The I don't, not I can't. The get to do list, not the to do list. Worship, not work. Productive, not busy. In high demand or needed, not overwhelmed. You would be amazed what that's going to do to your brain, literally, because when you have those positive affirmations and you, you're going to light up the amygdala and the hypothalamus, and then it's going to actually um, affect this area here. You can see it on the scans where your brain is lighting up and causes some movement. Now, speaking of that, what do all these positive um, affirmations do to your brain? What are the actual benefits? I promised you that I would mention five of them. And some of these come from the blog post I mentioned earlier as well. She kind of, the writer summarized more than that, but I just picked five of them. And number one, decreases stress and feelings of depression and anxiety. Number two, it helps you cope with everyday bumps and bruises that are bound to happen. Number three, it increases physical energy and movement, gets you literally moving around a little bit more. You may find that you're no, you no longer dialogue with yourself as much as whether to clean the bathroom or not, especially if your work is your worship. You, you might be saying, I don't do procrastination and boom, there you go off to clean. Number four, it makes you want and intend to change. And number five, I love this one. It increasing, it increases feelings of hopefulness. You go from hopelessness to hopefulness just by changing the self-talk and the vocabulary um, literally. And then that impacts your brain physically. All right. And which in turn, if affects your emotions, your feelings, your mindsets and moods, which in turn affect your actual behavior and what you actually do. So again, just recapping that theme verse, 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends, transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in minds in Christ Jesus. So are you now as excited as I am about your brain's ability to take these new thoughts and elicit positive change in your life? My prayer is that you feel equipped to take on this holiday season with renewed hope. You'll continue to practice the seven R's to living your best thought life found in the 365 day devotional right here. Have you gotten your copy yet? I hope so. Here's a little peek at the inside. I am so excited about this. I, I practically talk about it all the time because it is such a gem and it's right now on sale. It's 30% off now through Christmas. So if you want an affordable, that I think that makes it something like $12.99. And this book is a large size book. It's not just a teeny, teeny devotional. The font size is very nice and easy to read. It has over 400 pages, one devotional for every single day. So it's like 365 little mini gifts that you can give yourself as you start this new year. And why is it important? Because Everything we're doing on this podcast in the ministry, choose to think, just underscores how our thoughts are critically important in our life. And if you really want change in your life, most of us do. But if you really want it, you're going to have to start with your thoughts and doing a devotional every morning. Maybe you'll do it with a sister or friend, create a little book club around it. Matter of fact, if you want discounted prices, even a little bit more than the $12.99, then shoot me an email. And if you order 10 or more to give as gifts, I can offer you a special bonus for that a little bit less. So um, just contact me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two. You can also uh, bump on over the, the link to order your own copy or to buy gifts is will be in the show notes as well as in the the video description on YouTube. So be sure to get your copy and to remind yourself daily of the potential that you have for positive change in your life. Now, which brings me to this point, if you'd like to go a little bit deeper with me as your mentor, or you could call me a coach or a mentor like gal to gal, gal pals for a free 60 minute coaching session, visit my website at choose to think.co or shoot me an email at choose to think at gmail.com. Together, you and I can chat for an hour about what's going on in your life, any areas where you may feel stuck, or maybe you've lost perspective. I'm a certified Christian life coach, and I can help you gain clarity and become more future focused in your outlook and just help you get rid of some of that negative self-talk. I can kind of identify it with you and we can get a game plan or a strategy to get you back on track to healthy thinking. And if you like what you hear on this episode, would you please send the link to a friend or share it on social media, tagging me when you do, just by telling one person about the Choose to Think Ministries could potentially impact thousands of lives and other people who are looking for hope and peace, optimal emotional and physical health, joy and and lasting freedom in their lives. The Bible says that you are to be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Scripture says to take every thought captive. Join with me in our quest to become 21st century brain changers for Christ. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. I love you. Happy shopping if you're shopping these days. And until next time, you keep living your best thought life. God bless you. It's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.